welcome to the Words of Grace podcast, where we seek to clarify, amplify, and apply the Sunday morning sermon at Grace Community Church. From time to time, we'll address other topics. We hope these podcasts help you press the Word of God into your everyday life. All right, good afternoon. Today is February the 6th. I had to look down at my watch, and we're here for another Words of Grace podcast. Good afternoon, Justin. Yeah, how are you doing, sir? Doing well today. It's yeah. a beautiful day outside. Once again, we discussed the weather. I know. That's what we always do. Last we, week, we were worried about ice. This week, we're... 60 degrees outside. We can go and get some shorts on if we want to. Yeah. Also, I'll add, not only is the weather nice outside, but you made a really fine pour-over. That's right. A good cup of coffee. This a pour-over is, is a cup of coffee for those that... Know. This, this coffee is good today. It Thank is. You. It's a good cup of coffee. Yeah. Um, but we had a great Sunday mm. uh, yesterday. Uh, of singing in the Word, great fellowship time with mm-hmm. people, and it was great. great well, here's a question I'll throw at you. You said that this isn't. We didn't. We didn't talk about this before <laughs> we started this podcast. But you said it was a great Sunday. How do we can both talk about? It. How do we measure? How we measure? How do we measure a? What does that mean? How do we measure a great Sunday? I think there's a lot of factors that yeah. can measure a good Sunday. Okay, well, throw one out. Um, I think I think good for me a good Sunday is 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 just hearing the congregation sing. Mm-hmm. Like that's always to me, mm-hmm. like when I can hear, you know, some people, you know, I don't know, you like, well, is the guitar playing good? And, but I want to hear the congregation sing. Yeah. Cause that encourages me. Yeah. And that probably, that probably, we could probably say that's good because it, it, it uh, represents people finding joy in the Lord. Right. It, it represents people. Uh, the fact that people would, would sing like that from the heart mm-hmm. would, Maybe communicate to us that um, that the the grace of God is really touching their lives, impacting yeah. their minds. They're thinking about it. They're un, they're entering into mm-hmm. the joy of the Lord through it. So it's coming out and singing. Yeah, yeah that'd be a, that would make for a great Sunday. Yeah. Um, uh, one thing for me too is uh, when when it feels, and I know I'm I'm the one that was preaching, so this I hope others feel the same way. But when it feels like we as a congregation are together around the word, like we're mm-hmm. all feasting on the same yeah. uh, portion of spiritual food. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that goes beyond just one person preaching and yeah. everybody else listening. Mm-hmm. And so I think I sensed that yesterday and have yeah. sensed it often here at Grace is that when the word is being read or preached, it feels like we're all around it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's impacting us. Yeah. That makes for, to me, it makes for yeah. a great Lord's Day together. And I always enjoy um, he, seeing and interacting and not ju- when I say connection, you know, I seeing connection happen, mm-hmm. not just the, hey, my name is and what's your name, but just going a little further and how are you doing? How can I pray? I'm, I'm hearing that, you know, yeah. I'm not eavesdropping on conversations, but you hear it, right? Yeah. You, you can see people that they're having more than just a ha- like, how's the weather conversation. Yeah. But there's... There is actual spiritual encouragement going on yes. and, and good discussion around growth and discipleship. And mm-hmm. that's always really encouraging to see. Yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. So those are, okay. Yeah. Well, we can move on. You know, we, we say, what a great day. And yeah. what do we mean by that? That's right. What, what, what's, what are the indicators that it was a yeah. great day? And those are a few. I'm yeah. sure there are others. But yeah. so based on that, yes, I was so grateful to be with our congregation yesterday. And I love... I love being a part of the church. Yeah. I hope others 
do as well yeah. and, and will be faithful to their congregations. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Well, so speaking of yesterday, we were continuing in First Peter. Um, this is, what sermon is it? Is this fit, the fifth? Uh, I think it was five, yeah. And we're still in the greeting. <laughs> what, but, sort of, yeah. Well, sort of, but I mean, I think what's, what again, which is what you were kind of highlighting yesterday is that he hasn't gotten to a command yet. Right. And he's just been lifting up Christ mm-hmm. and lifting up his grace and, and what he has done for us mm-hmm. and how we are blessed in him. And so anyways, I don't want to still, but we were in uh, the last few verses of that you kind of introduced the first command yeah. um, in 13, 10 through 13 is where you mm-hmm. were. So mm-hmm. give us a little bit of an overview. Right. Yesterday. So first Peter chapter one, uh, the portion that we focused on was verses 10 through 13, really verses 10 through 12. Verse 13 is a transition mm-hmm. getting us ready for next week. But the point is quickly is that, um, uh, Paul, uh, Paul, Peter uh, mentions uh, salvation mm-hmm. uh, at the end of verse nine and says the outcome of our faith is the salvation of our souls. And then he just sort of pauses uh, to to do not a rabbit trail, but to to go in a direction where he wants to talk about salvation before mm-hmm. he moves on with the commands. Mm-hmm. And so he says concerning this salvation, and then he lays out some things about this salvation. Real quickly, one, the salvation is a message that is preached and delivered, and it's primarily of Christ's sufferings and Christ's glories that followed his sufferings. So the Mm -hmm. cross, the resurrection, what that accomplished for us Mm -hmm. in salvation. He also says the salvation was prophesied about Mm -hmm. by by the Old Testament prophets who didn't know exactly the time and the person, but they knew the, they knew the basic message that God would send a savior, mm-hmm. and um, and it's such a such a wonderful salvation that even angels, yeah. who don't have the human experience of the mm-hmm. fall mm-hmm. and grace and redemption, uh, they don't have that experience. So they're they don't experience grace like we do. So they're longing to understand mm-hmm. what this great salvation, what this gospel yeah. message is about. And Peter is saying that these people live like we do we live in the time where where this message is fully known in christ yeah and the grace will be fully revealed to us when christ returns Mm -hmm. so that was the message and my point was that it is out of this gospel out of the grace of god out of Mm -hmm. the salvation that god brings in christ that that we then live that we then obey which is really going to be the unfolding of the remaining of first peter exactly yes that's a big that's a great point because at 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 verse 13 Mm -hmm. there's this word and it's therefore yeah and at that point peter is going to be calling these christians and us Mm -hmm. to a way of living as the people who've been born again to a living hope yeah as the people who are the people of God by grace through faith in Christ. Yeah. This is how we live. But what he's going to do, and, and we'll see in the weeks to come, is regularly keep drawing us back to the yeah. central message yeah. of the gospel. Yeah. And I, even as I was preparing for mm-hmm. this upcoming Sunday, this morning I was reading, and I was, at, at least twice in the passage that we're going to be on Sunday, mm-hmm. after he gives a command, he pulls them back to the, to the yeah. grace of God and the, yeah. the cleansing of Christ yeah. uh, in our, of our sins. And so he's, he's never going to leave the gospel. Yeah. It's always going to be there, front and center, right at the core, right at the heart of everything. Yeah, I think I was reading ahead a little bit uh, yesterday, and I was reading, he's going to talk about wives and husbands at some point, but even in that, you can get a sense of he, he's still kind of, 
it's there's always a look back at always. what he opened the whole letter with. That's of, right. Okay, here we're coming out of this grace and yep. being transformed by Christ and the greatness of the cross and and all of that came from what Christ has done for us. And yeah, we live out of that, which is a really good discipleship principle for us, mm-hmm. and it's this. Being saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ does not exclude, then, commands. Right. But we're not given commands apart from the grace of God. Mm-hmm. Peter, like Paul, is laying out, laying out a discipleship principle that says, we are saved by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. It is a gift. Mm. Boom. Stop. Right there. Yep. That's, the, that's the gospel reality. Yep. And, or out of that, is a lifestyle of obedience that is not based on human effort and will. Mm. It is based on the transforming grace of God in our lives mm-hmm. as we live it out. Yes, with a lot of discernment and decision-making, mm-hmm. but it flows from a new heart. Mm-hmm. So that's the discipleship principle that's being mm-hmm. laid out for us yeah. in, in Paul and Peter. Well, great. Well, you've already led perfectly into the question that I have. All right. Um, and here's the question you, at one point in the sermon, and I may, I'm maybe paraphrasing this, but you said that obedience flows out of the heart Mm -hmm. and that the gospel of grace touches Mm -hmm. the heart. Mm -hmm. Can you amplify a little bit? And you've kind of already started this a little bit with this discipleship point, but can you tell us a little more about that? Kind of expand upon that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So the gospel which is the message of in, in Peter, in First mm-hmm. Peter 1, the gospel is the message of the sufferings and the subsequent glories of Christ. Mm-hmm. Which, so the gospel is the message of the cross, the mm-hmm. sufferings. We could include the incarnation. His coming to this earth was a suffering for Christ, mm-hmm. a humiliation for Christ. Uh, but it, we're focusing on the cross. The gospel is the message of what Jesus did on the cross for us. Mm-hmm to bear our sin penalty, mm-hmm. crushed for our iniquity, Isaiah 53, uh, bear the wrath of God against our sin. Mm-hmm. And through faith, we are then forgiven and reconciled to God. And then it is the subsequent glory, the resurrection of Christ, mm-hmm. defeating sin and death, ascending into heaven, reigning as Lord now, and will return. That mm-hmm. is the gospel. Right. All right. That message touches the heart okay first of all the holy spirit gives us the new birth mm-hmm. based on the 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 work of christ in salvation for us and the sovereign sovereignty of god he regenerates our hearts mm-hmm. so that we can hear receive respond to this gospel mm-hmm. we can grow in this gospel we can become conformed to the image of christ because we have new hearts and christians regularly considering, as, as Peter is saying to do here in this text, concerning salvation, therefore consider salvation. Mm-hmm. Christians regularly considering salvation have a continued, a renewed heart, a mm-hmm. softened heart, mm-hmm. a guided heart, a shaped heart. What do we mean by heart? More than emotion? We mean that core central place of the human being that when born again by the Spirit, when cleansed by the blood of Christ, is responding to God. Mm -hmm. And so the gospel touches us at the heart level Mm. and says, you're forgiven. Right. So therefore forgive. It says, you're redeemed. You're ransomed. You're rescued from darkness. Therefore walk in the light. You see, Mm -hmm. it's always a you are by God, by grace, therefore live. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we mean. The gospel touches the heart. Mm-hmm. So the Bible is not just a bunch of rules right. for natural people to, to try to be better. Yeah. I'll give you an example. This Sunday, uh, we plan to touch on the, the basic command that actually comes from the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. It says, be holy as I am holy. The Lord is speaking. He says, be holy as I am holy. Well, apart from heart, meaning a redeemed hmm. heart, a, re, a, regen, a renewed, regenerated heart, reborn heart, and a, and a growing heart, and a, and a being a cleansed heart, apart from that, I, I, I don't know what to do with that command. Right. Be holy? Hopeless. Exactly. At it, right. Yeah, it's a, it's a law that would crush me. I can't be holy. Yeah. But then when I think, wait a minute, I'm, I'm born again to a living mm-hmm. hope. Yeah. That's the gospel. Not, that's not law. That's mm-hmm. not me. That's Christ. Christ cleansed me from my sins. I'm a child of God. This is gospel. Mm-hmm. Then he says, now live this way. Mm-hmm. Pursue holiness. Well, I, I, I can do that. Perfection, you know, perfection, completion will come when he returns. But in this life, I can be progressing right. in conformity to Christ. Why? Because my heart yeah. has been changed. And is being changed. Mm-hmm. So the gospel touches us at the heart level. Yeah. And that's what that that's yeah. what I was trying to get across. Yeah, and I think when, when I hear you talk too, I, I hope people who are listening get a sense of hope. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is I think every one of us probably sits down if you said, okay, write down three three ways that you feel like you really struggle, you know, in mm-hmm. your walk with the mm-hmm. Lord. And sometimes you can you can get to the point where you're like, Am I ever gonna see change or growth mm-hmm. in this area. And I think what, what I'm hearing you say is we can absolutely answer yes, mm-hmm. because the gospel has transformed our heart, which will help us transform the way we live. Yes. So it kind of gives us a sense of hope that not because in our own strength to be holy, mm-hmm. but because the transforming the, of the heart has come from the gospel of grace, which then gives the ability to that's then right. go and say, okay, I can grow in this area. That's right. And I can see change. That's right. Yeah. Grow, and grow is the key word. Yeah. Um, we have to acknowledge right. the, the teaching of the Scripture that says that though we are new creatures in Christ, though we have been born again, mm-hmm. that the, the what we call the flesh or the self, the old nature, continues to, to wage war within us mm-hmm. because it seeks its own way. Mm-hmm. It, it has been crucified, but it's kind of, I don't know how to say it. We struggle with this. We have been crucified with Christ, but that old sin nature continues to reside there mm-hmm. and fight against the will of the Spirit. And so we are, we are putting it to death. We are, we are progressing. Mm-hmm. But it won't be until we are face-to-face with Christ that we will enter into the completion mm-hmm. of that conformity to Him. Yeah, where where the old self will no longer be have, have any temptation in our lives, it will be mm-hmm. gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we have to be careful and say we're talking about growing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But man, we are pursuing that growth. Yeah, and, and you know Hebrews says pursue holiness. Yeah, without which no one will see the Lord. We want to see the Lord. Yeah, so we do want to pursue holiness. Peter's mm-hmm. going to come back to that, as yeah. we'll see on Sunday. So it was a growing is what I was picking up yeah. on. It, it, we're not talking about uh, achieving a level of human, you know, moral perfection uh, in this life. We're talking about progressively being transformed to the image of Christ yeah. and pursuing it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's super helpful. And, I mean, looking even back at the sermon, I, I feel like there were so many things that you said that were little statements throughout. 
this one in particular about, you know, living a transformed life out of the transformation of your heart by the gospel. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was another point too. We didn't talk about this before, but I loved it. When you were talking about the sufferings of Christ, mm-hmm. just one little line, you said the fact that he came and lived on earth, that was a suffering. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't even... I would just immediately go to the cross and being you are tempted in the desert, you know, and these mm-hmm. sufferings. But the fact that he came from heaven to earth was a suffering. Yeah. Uh, in theology, it's often called the, the humiliation of Christ. Yeah. It, it's kind of a category yeah. that includes um, not just the cross, right. but the incarnation. Yeah. Uh, that, and I was thinking about that this morning out out. I was out on a walk praying and I was thinking about reflecting back on yesterday and I kind of came to this point yeah. uh, that that um, there's a humiliation uh, or a humility in Christ that he he actually willingly came yeah. and took humanity to himself and therefore experienced the sorrows and griefs that that Isaiah 53 talks about. Yeah. And to do that is Christ putting himself in a in a humbled state? Yeah. Uh, when you put that over against the state of eternity as yeah. the as the Son of God from all of eternity. Yeah. So in theology, we call it the humility or the yeah. humiliation of Christ yeah. that begins with his incarnation. Yeah. And then it also is his life of temptation, mm-hmm. and then his death of crucifixion. Yeah. These are these are the hum- humiliations of Christ, which I feel like helps me in my discipleship. Just hearing you talk, because often I will go to, isn't it great that that Jesus lived on Earth and went through similar struggles that I go through, and He can relate. But I think it even helps me even more to know there is a grief and a sorrow mm-hmm. that He has gone through that I can't even imagine or right. relate to, right. which makes it even more great for me to draw near to Him because mm-hmm. it's like. Not only do you understand what I went through, mm-hmm. but you know more of a grief that I can't mm-hmm. even fathom. Yeah, that's right. Which is like, just okay, I'm in because like I sometimes want to think, well, I have it more bad because you know Jesus was divine, and yeah. but it's like, oh no, he went through a greater humiliation than I can even understand. Yeah, exactly, because he did it willingly and voluntarily. Yeah, yeah and he did it. He did it without any of it. You know, he had he had no fallen nature. Yeah. You know, he, he, he did this on our behalf. Yeah. It's like temptation. Let me see if I can get this right. Uh, if I don't get it right, you can edit this out. Uh, <laughs> but it's like temptation. You know, um, someone says, well, Jesus didn't experience temptation to the full extent that we did because he was, he was the Son of God. He had a divine nature. And the response to that is, no, he did, in fact, more so because uh, when we experience temptation, we find often, often we find relief in the temptation by giving in. Mm-hmm. Jesus, in his human nature, experienced temptation and did not find relief in it because he did not give in. Yeah. <laughs> in other words, he he saw the temptation all the way through without giving in, which is a right. greater a greater temptation uh-huh. than anything we ever faced when we give in. Yeah. Uh, you might want to cut that. Yeah. But, <laughs> no, that's good. That's uh, good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know that that was as clear as it needed to be. No, I think it's pretty clear. Okay. Uh, but anyways, I think this is all that we're talking about in First Peter all the way up through verse 12 has been helpful for us to set up, Yeah. I think, what we see here, the rest of the book that we're going to talk about. Yeah. yeah so good. excited to jump in yep. next week. All right. All right.